Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Straightforward talk and out with it. And this is the second night of the Christmas stories. So come out and join me. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And I hope everybody out there is having uh, a good weekend. Um, probably back to work uh, for everybody tomorrow. I have Mondays off, and of course, I'll be doing my Monday morning show, um, Coffee With You. I hope you can uh, join me for that as well. And of course, this is the second night of the 12 days of Christmas with inspirational Christmas stories. So I hope you can join me for this and that uh, if you have any stories to share, you're more than welcome to call in and share your Christmas past and maybe what your plans are for this Christmas coming up in a week and a half. And of course, if you had uh, missed my morning show um, this morning, um, it's already been uh, put up already. So you'd be able to listen to that. And of course, um, last night's uh, Christmas stories, um, you can also listen to that episode as well. It's readily and available. 
So as I'm scrolling through this favorites list, and we'll just find it here. up in here someplace. Well, we'll just go another way. As I'm looking this up here, um, like I said, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen, with something that you could do for Christmas. Last Christmas. Grandpa was feeling his age. I found that shopping for excuse me. He found that shopping for Christmas gifts had become too difficult, so he decided to send checks to everyone instead. In each card he wrote, buy your own presents and mailed them early. He enjoyed the usual flurry of family festivities, but it was only after the holidays that he noticed that he had received very few cards in return. Puzzled over this, he went into his study, intending to write a couple of his relatives and ask what had happened. It was then, as he cleared off his cluttered desk, that he got his answer. Under a stack of papers, he was horrified to find the gift check which he had forgotten to enclose with his cards. <laughs> That's too funny. That is too funny. And here's another story here, a letter to Santa from Mom. Dear Santa, I've been a good mom all year. I have fed, cleaned, and cuddled my two children. On demand visits the doctor's office more than, more than my doctor. Sold 62 cases of candy bars to raise money to plant a shade tree on the school playground and figure out how to attach nine patches into my daughter's Girl Scout sash with staples and a glue gun. I was hoping you could spread my list out over several Christmases. Since I've wrote this letter with my son's red crayon on, on the back of the receipt, in the laundry room between cycles. 
and who knows when I'll find any more free time in the next 30, or I'm sorry, in the next 30, in the next 18 years. Yeah, a nice letter from Mom to Santa Claus, being a good mom. Here is my quick Christmas wishes. I like a pair of legs that don't ache after a day of chasing kids in any color except purple, which I already have. And arms that don't flap in the breeze, but are storing are strong enough to carry a screaming toddler out of the candy aisle in the grocery store. I'd also like a waist, since my somehow in the seventh month of my last pregnancy, if you're hauling big ticket items, this year I like a car with fingerprint resistance. Windows and a radio that only plays adult music. A television that doesn't have broadcast any programs containing talking animals and a refrigerator with a secret compartment behind the crisper where I can hide to talk on the phone. On the practical side, I could use a, 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 a talking daughter doll that says, yes, mommy, to boost my parental confidence. Along with any potty trained toddler, two kids who don't fight and three pairs of jeans that will zip up all the way up without the use of a power tool. I also could use a recording of Tibetan monks chanting, don't eat in the living room, don't eat in the living room, don't take your hands, you know, take your hands off your brother. Because my voice seems to be just out of my children's hearing range can only be heard by the dog. And please don't forget the Play-Doh travel pack. A lot of stocking stuffer this year from for mothers of preschoolers. It comes in three fluorescent colors and is guaranteed to crumble on any carpet making it making the in-laws house seem just like mine. It's, it's too late to find any of these products. I settle for enough time to brush my teeth and comb my hair in the same morning, or the luxury of eating food warmer in room temperature without it being served on a styrofoam container. And if you don't mind, I could also use a few Christmas miracles to brighten the holiday season. And would it be too much trouble to declare ketchup a vegetable? It would clear my conscience immensely. It would be helpful if you could coerce my children to help around the house without demanding payment. As they, as they were the bosses of an organized crime family. Or my toddler didn't look so cute sneaking downstairs to eat contraband ice cream in his pajamas 
at midnight. Well, Santa, the buzzer on the dryer is ringing, and my son saw my feet under the laundry room door. I think he wants his crayons back. Have a safe trip, and remember to leave your wet boots by the chimney and come in, in and dry off by the fire so you don't catch a cold. Help yourself to cookies on the table, but don't eat too many or leave crumbs on the carpet. Yours always, Mom. P.S. One more thing. Can you cancel all my requests? If you can, keep my children young enough to believe in Santa. Yeah, that one was kind of funny. Reindeer's story at Christmas. According to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter usually late November to December. Female reindeers return their antlers till after they give birth in the spring. Therefore, according to every historical rendition depicting Santa's reindeer, every single one of them, from Rudolph to Blitzen, had to be a girl. You should have known only women would be able to drag a fat man in a red velvet suit all around the world in one night and not get lost. <laughs> you know, because they won't ask for directions. That is hilarious. Christmas spirit. It was just before Christmas and the magistrate was in a happy mood. He asked the prisoner who was in the dock, what are you charged with? The prisoner replied, doing my Christmas shopping too early. That's no crime, said the magistrate. Just how early were you doing the shopping? Before the shop opened, answered the prisoner. Hey, welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the second night of uh, Christmas stories, of the 12 days of Christmas, to hopefully lift spirits around the world as we uh, go through this pandemic and with help on the way of the vaccines. 
I thought I would uh, do these Christmas stories, one each night until the 24th of December. So thank you for joining me. And also, I said at the beginning of my show, hey, welcome to the show. And what I said um, before the show that if you have any Christmas stories from the past that you want to share here on the Truckers Podcast, you're more than welcome to. You can call in. Or what is your plans for this year's Christmas? You're more than welcome to share that as well. My plan for this Christmas is just to stay with immediate family, only in the household. That is my plan. So, any other Christmas stories? Always lots of them out here. What is these ones here? That. There we go. Something is coming up here. Possibly. I always find all kinds of stuff. that yeah so anyways i hope everybody you know i hope you uh are enjoying your your weekend and uh, you know getting out there getting things done but i had other stuff up here you know that's what i hate sometimes when i uh Try to find something. I think it's in my in my favorite list that I put in, and that so let's see what we got here in this one. Close that off. You know, interesting. Um, interesting. Some of these here that um, you find out um, the facts and and um, you know the writers behind um, you know some of these stories and. Um, I think this was Robert L. Bay. He wrote uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at the request of the department store company Montgomery Ward. 
The story was given out for free to over 2 million children who visited the stores during Christmas time of 1939. Robert's brother-in-law, Johnny Marks, saw the popularity of the story and he wrote the song we all know and love. From there, the story book, the story took off and, and now we can't imagine Christmas without our best bud, Rudolph. Because you know, Santa Claus is gonna have Rudolph at the head of the, of the sleigh of his red, bright, shiny nose. And of course, the, the fir tree. That was a fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. He tells the story of a young tree that wants nothing more than to grow up. And focusing so much on the future, the tree forgets to, to truly appreciate the present. This is a great reminder for children and adults alike. And the greatest gift, a Christmas tale by Philip Van Dorn Stern. Change me back, George pleaded. Change me back, please. Not just for my sake, but for others too. You don't know what a mess this town is in. You don't understand. I've got to get back. They need me here. I understand right enough, the stranger said slowly. I just want to make sure you do. You had the greatest gift of all conferred upon you, the gift of life, of being part of this world and taking part of it, yet you demand that gift. Philip Van Dorn Stern. Maybe you heard of the elves and the shoemaker. As soon as it was midnight, there came into came into two little naked dwarfs, and they sat themselves upon the shoemaker's bench. Took up all the work that was cut out, and began to play with the little fingers, stitching and wrapping and tapping away at such a rate that the shoemaker was all wonder. They could not take his eyes off. And on they went till the job was quite done and the shoe shoe stood, stood ready for use upon the table. And of course, we know about the Prince who stole Christmas, obviously. The Polar Bear Express, that is one of my favorite ones. Seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. Chris Van Olsberg. It was the night before Christmas. 
We all know this. We've probably recited this a million times. Maybe you do this for your kids now. My father used to do this for us. And we know how that goes. There's so many different Christmas themes and, you know, Christmas stories and Christmas poems. And of course, there's things to, to read on Christmas Eve. We already did that one here. We already did that one there. There's so many different kinds of stories out here, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, you're more than welcome to share your stories here on the Truckers Podcast. Now, I did have others up here. So many, so much stuff on here. It's just crazy. There we go. Oops. This one down here. There's one here. The snow angel. Ice and snow pelted the windows of the office where I was working. As the wind howled, I wondered how I would get home. The 12 mile route took me up and down steep hills and around treacherous turns. I whispered a prayer for safety. My own, my old green blazer was doing well over the ice-crusted roadway, dodging the snow drifts. But as I ascended on one of the steepest and scariest hills, I noticed the tires were slipping, and my trusty SUV was having difficulty climbing the grade. I said it was time to switch to a four-wheel drive. I pulled the lever back, just like my husband had taught me, slowing the tires, gripping the road, and the top of the hill came within sight. But at the crest, the vehicle just stopped. I pushed and pulled the lever, nothing happened. I was stuck with snow and ice pellets swirling. Now what? Even though I had met no one on this lonely stretch of road, I silently asked that someone might come to help. After a few minutes, I spied an old rattling pickup. A smiling man I've never seen before in this small rural community rolled down his window and asked if I needed help. I assured him that I did. 
He stepped into the wintry madness and showed me how to maneuver the four-wheel drive shifting gear, locking it in place. At no time, I had the blazer moving forward again. When I thanked the stranger and asked if he had lived around the area, he just said, oh, over yonder. Do I believe in angels? I betcha. And this little story there. And Santa found us on the road. Of all people, Santa Claus. At Christmas time in 1961, our family was on the way from Seattle to a new assignment on the East Coast. And we checked into a motel in, in Watertown, South Dakota. It was not the best time to travel with young children. We were concerned about Santa finding us on the road. We headed into town to find a store. And as our car approached an intersection, there was Santa right in the crosswalk. He held up his hand for us to stop and we rolled down our windows. Santa poked his head through a window and said to our kids, Oh, there you are. I was wondering where I would find you tonight. Naturally, the kids were thrilled to pieces. And they made sure we told Santa which motel we were staying at so he could find them. My wife and I had tucked away gifts for the trip, as we knew we wouldn't have time to, to shop along the way. Car top carrier, an out of state license plate might have been a giveaway, but whatever it was, that Santa really made Christmas 1961 a memorable one for our kids. That was great of Santa, you know, to ask where they might be that night of Christmas Eve to make sure that they would get their Christmas presents on Christmas morning. So I thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me. And of course, I'll be back out tomorrow for my uh, regular scheduled uh, Monday morning show. And then of course, Monday night, again at 8 p.m., It'll be the Christmas stories, and that'll continue right to Christmas Eve in the evening. So I hope you enjoyed these, enjoyed these little stories as much as I did, as much as I did reading them and telling them to you. So I just want to get the thank yous out there, as I always do here on the Truckers Podcast to all of our essential workers and our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics, our police and our fire department. I thank you every day for the job that you do day in and 
day out. And thank you to my listeners and my guests and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And so now we'll end the Truckers Podcast with some inspirational Christmas. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I hope you can join me tomorrow morning for the Truckers Podcast Coffee With You morning show. And, of course, back out here Monday evening at 8 p.m. for more Christmas stories that I hope you will enjoy. Thank you, and take care.